This week in nerd history, unlock the power. Of your favorite video games, that is. This was the slogan of the Game Genie, a cheating device or er, video game enhancer that, when plugged in along with your Nintendo cartridges in the early 90s, allowed you to unlock special modes and abilities. Common ones were jumping higher, infinite lives, invincibility, infinite ammo, and unlocking all characters and levels. The Game Genie worked on a simple principle. The player would put the NES cartridge into the Game Genie and then slip the Game Genie into the NES. This meant that the Game Genie was now sitting between the cartridge and the NES where it was able to intercept and alter data exchange between the two. For example, if you died in an NES game, the chips in the cartridge game would take a life off and send a signal to the NES saying that you now had four lives instead of five. However, the Game Genie could intercept that and pass along that you still had five lives, giving you unlimited lives. This process was done through a series of codes that the user would enter upon starting the system. The codes were available inside a code book that came with the Game Genie and through a subscription to a special publication for updated codes. The codes themselves were only temporary and didn't modify the game permanently. Once you switched off the system, you'd have to re-enter the codes if you wanted the same effects. Also, if you removed the Game Genie, the game would return to normal. Despite this, Nintendo wasn't happy about the prospect of players modifying games and took legal action against Gloob, the toy company selling the product in the U.S., and set the stage for a copyright showdown starting on June 3, 1990. According to Nintendo, the Game Genie was an infringement on Nintendo's products, namely because, according to Nintendo, the Game Genie created created a derivative work of the original game, many of which were also made by Nintendo. However, while the images and games were clearly copyrighted, the court took issue with the idea the Game Genie created a derivative work. The court found that for a derivative work to be created, it had to both incorporate the original work in a concrete and permanent form, and it had to be able to stand alone. Neither of these were true for the Game Genie. The Game Genie required the original work to function and thus could not replace it. Furthermore, since the codes were temporary, there was no concrete or permanent incorporation. The court also found that the use of the Game Genie by customers was a fair use, since players were using the Game Genie for their personal enjoyment and there was no proof of economic harm to Nintendo. The court ruled in favor of Galoob there as well. These findings were appealed by Nintendo to the Ninth Circuit, but in 1992, the court upheld the district court ruling, paving the way for the Game Genie, as well as the Game Shark, Action Replay, and other similar devices to be sold freely in the U.S. even to this day. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History.